Negative words can impact either kids or adults the rest of their lives. Hello, and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm R.V. Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and best-selling author of actually three books. And the recent book is what we're going to talk about today, and that is the, what, in the impact of one voice, your voice, your story, and your message matters. And with me today is one of our authors, Rob Montgomery, and his chapter that we're going to talk about is Sticks and Stones. So let me introduce him to you right now. Now, Rob Montgomery, who is who has been leading teams and building cultures in the corporate world for over 40 years by using sound, proven principles, he has transformed low-performing and caustic cultures into high-performing teams. Rob holds a BA in business administration and business administration and religion and a MBA degree. He has experience in both for-profit and not-for-profit organizations. He is currently the executive director of Loving Culture Ministries, helping churches build loving, collaborative cultures. Loving culture helps churches become more effective in their ministry, discipleship, and evangelism by deploying New Testament blueprints to the church and ritualizing them. Rob teaches the importance of effective, positive communication and is working to counter the me-first environment so prevalent in society today. He has been called to full-time ministry, missionary work, to build collaborative cultures within the church, making it a place where everyone wants to smile. Rob is serving on the evangelism committee for the Western PA United Methodist Annual Conference. If you would like to support this ministry, please visit the website for more information on how to donate and to provide scholarships that allow more organizations to receive this program. You can email Rob at lovingcultureministries.com. So Rob is here today to talk about his chapter, Sticks and Stones. So welcome, Rob. Thank you for having me. Thank All you. All right. Welcome. So I love that, sticks and stones. So tell us a little bit about your chapter. Tell us a little bit about what you mean by sticks and stones. Sure. So we all grew up with the rhyme, uh, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Right. And I want to point out that that is absolutely wrong. Words can hurt you in many ways deeper than physical harm, right? Sticks and stones break your bones, but in six months, those bones are healed. But negative words can impact either kids or adults the rest of their lives. And if they're in a negative environment, um, if they hear negative words, they have a negative attitude the rest of their lives. And if we spread negative words, 
we're impacting other folks negatively as well. And I think this message is very timely uh, right now in our culture. Uh, a lot of people are quick to judge others and speak negatively about their ideas or about their thoughts or their opinions. And it doesn't doesn't build a culture. It doesn't build a loving relationship. And while we don't need to agree with everybody, that's not going to happen. We need to have diverse ideas. We need to have uh, different opinions so that we can be better. But instead of speaking negatively to somebody, we should absolutely listen to them, listen to understand and, and ask questions to understand their perspective um, and then offer our perspective, but do it so in a loving way, an understanding way, and not use negative words. Right. And, and you talk a lot about that in your chapter. Uh, so let me just go through a couple of things. So, and again, even in the Bible, the Bible says your words will either heal or kill. I mean, it's not something we're making up. It has been around for centuries. And you talk about that. You talk about bullying. And how bullying, you know, saying those kind of words, you know, have, have created suicide in people. I mean, people are just Absolutely. so hurt. And one thing I love about your chapter, Rob, is that you talk about when you were a kid and how it's different today with right. the online world. So speak a little bit about that, because now, I mean, we could get hurt a lot more often and a lot deeper than even when we were children. Yeah, I mean, when when we were children, uh, there was bullies. There always have been bullies. There always will be bullies. And they weaponize words in many cases, right? Sometimes there's physical uh, harm too, but in many cases, it's it's weaponized words, right? They're using negative words to breach you down, to uh, embarrass you, to uh, belittle you, and so on and so forth. Right. Uh, but in the past, uh, before technology and before social media, their voice was only heard by the people around them, right? Right. And, and at that situation. Uh, and then it was hearsay. And then within a day or two, nobody knew wow. what had happened, right? Right. Uh, but today with social media, people can speak negative words on social media and it's heard by millions. Ooh. And, you know, in the past, only leaders in power, only uh, people that had the responsibility to speak spoke on television uh, for everybody to hear, for millions of people to hear. Now, with the social media platforms, everybody has the same power to their voice. If I speak, you know, millions of people can hear me on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever it happens to be, right. TikTok, whatever. Yeah, right. um, and so now those bullies have a voice that is massively amplified over what it used to be. And they can they can cause harm to many people and over and over again because of because of what social media does. But to your point, we've been dealing with negative words for thousands of years. Uh, this is not a new problem. It's just we have a new challenge how to deal with it. Right. And you had said, here's what I love too about what you said. People can hurt online, but the problem with that is they can hurt online forever because that doesn't go away. And I have heard where people have put up videos of people um, in some act or whatever, embarrassing situation. And those young kids who are vulnerable have committed suicide because of those words. So very important. You also said, which I love, that when bullies 
and people that say those mean things that it's often driven by fear. I thought that was, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, whenever we, we speak to other people, uh, especially if, if negativity comes up, mm-hmm. most of the time it's because we're afraid of that person. Uh, we're afraid of their power. We're, we're afraid of their, their. We're jealous of them. We're afraid of their influence, and we don't know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we lash out in fear. And when we lash out in fear, most often it's negative words. Sometimes it's physical violence as well. But but fear um, is an incredibly powerful emotion, and it's not that far away from love. It's just one degree away from love. And we need to find ways to to flip that fear into love and curiosity Um, rather than being fearful of somebody else. Engage them in 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 a conversation that you can learn from that person, learn their perspectives and and understand why they feel a certain way. Uh, And then we can collaborate with them, not not agree with them, but collaborate with them and find commonality between us. And but if we let fear take over. It leads to physical and verbal, um, you know, weapons, and that can really hurt. I love that, weapons. Remember, your words can be weapons, so be careful. Another thing that you said that I've never heard before, and I love this, negative words, I'm going to read this right out of your chapter because it's so profound. Negative words have been shown to affect us all the way to the molecular level. I thought, oh my, I got chills. Tell us about that. How did, I never thought of that. I never knew that. Tell us how that happened. And you have proof in your- Yes, so there's there's medical studies uh, that have um, studied the human body for many, many years. And and with our new technology, we can really understand what happens. But um, when people are subjected to negativity and negative words, their body reacts physically the the body uh, not only does the brain hear those negative words mm. but that's passed through our entire body and through our nervous system and into our blood and into our organs and people that are constantly subjected to that are are typically sicker uh they're not as healthy um i mean you talk about a person that that shows gratitude and has a positive outlook and a, and a positive environment they're much more likely to be a healthy individual than somebody who is in a negative environment and subjected to uh, those kinds of words all the time. Those folks typically are not as healthy because their body reacts to that and and breaks down with that negativity. Got it. So I love that. And I know, um, you know, people out there are probably thinking, well, is that how I got cancer? Or is that how I got this or that? Um, look, we're just saying, it does, the body does store um, negativity and uh, that kind of thing. But I love that you give us the answer. There is hope. <laughs> there is sunshine at the end of this. And you give us the exact answer. And again, these can be negative words in all relationships and not only an intimate relationship, but a boss relationship, a, a friend relationship. And you point that out in, in your chapter. Um, so tell us a little bit about what people can do. And I love you. You've got, you know, I, this is one quote 
that I love in your book. You have so much in your in your book, in your chapter. I think you could write a whole book about this, Rob. I <laughs> I'm think working you on it. You got, you got me started, so I'm now excited. I got to do the whole thing. I'm excited about it. But I love this quote by uh, Maya. Do you want to read? Do you want to? Do you know that, or do you want? Sure, to it's it's Maya Maya Angelou. Yeah. Maya, and, yeah, yep. And uh, she's a very very famous poet, an American poet, um, and I think she's the first woman um, actually engraved on a coin uh, in ah. the United States. Um, but anyway, she um, she quoted uh, years ago that people will forget what you say, they will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And and that's what we're talking about here. Um, yes, you say a negative word, but they, they probably will forget the exact word you used over right. time, but they will never forget the negativity that you made them feel. Right. Um, and that is so important in our relationships. When we, when we it could be, it could be somebody at the grocery store that you smile at and let them go in front of you or get to the bread, you know, uh, that you were blocking their way to get to the bread or whatever it happens to be. And if we will just show um, kindness and a smile when we're out, we're not talking about huge conversations, but just a smile or letting somebody go at at a stop sign uh, ahead of you or something like that and being courteous People will remember what you made them feel. They may not know who you are, but they'll be, hey, you know, somebody let me through today. Somebody let me go in front of them today. And yeah. I, they feel better for that. And our, right. our culture, our American culture needs a lot more of that. Amen. They, they feel significant. Right. They feel significant. So you gave us the answer to, to how to deal with not only negative, but how to prevent us from saying it, whether it's on purpose, intentional, or not intentional. And you talk about speak the truth in love. So share a little bit more about that. Speak sure. So yeah, that, that phrase um, uh, is very important. So when you have a conflict with somebody, when you have a disagreement with somebody, you definitely want to speak the truth. You don't want to whitewash it. You don't want to, you know, brush it off. You want to let them know, hey, you know, uh, what you said the other day hurt me, hurt me or yeah. what you said the other day I don't agree with or whatever. But when you have that conversation, you want to have in the back back of your head the mindset that you want to um, uh, love this person, collaborate with this person, respect this person, whatever it happens to be, whatever that relationship looks like. And so you want to have a constructive conversation. You want to ask questions about why they feel that way. And you want to state how, how they did make you feel, right? When they said that or had that opinion, that made me feel this way. Because if you don't tell that person, um, every time you see them, you're going to have resentment. Right. And and you and they're not going to know why and you may forget why why but every time you see them you're going to feel that resentment to them and that's going to break down that relationship whether it's a working relationship at work uh whether it's a um a relationship with a friend whether it's an intimate relationship with a partner you're going to feel that resentment and it's going to bury itself inside of you and you don't know why after a few years. And, and it's so, going to grow. Yes. So you want to get that out. You want to get it off your shoulders. You hear that phrase a lot of time or get it off your chest. And so, but you want to do it from an attitude of love and respect mm. and to, 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 to say the truth, but 
not use negative words. Use it in a positive way. I felt this way. I want to let you know that this made me feel this way. Um, how did you come to that conclusion? What, why was your reaction such and such a way? Um, and, you know, can we move past this and um, uh, get it out in the open so there's no resentment down the road? Right. And I love that because you need to do it right away, even in an intimate relationship before it builds, because most of the time your partner or your friend or whatever didn't know. They might have been joking around, goofing around, and they hit a soft spot, you know, or triggered something or hit a button of yours that they probably didn't even know. And they're going on with life going, doo, 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 thinking everything's good. And you're sitting there pouting or being upset or being mad or whatever. So if you love that person, you owe it to them to let them know. I yes. love that, Rob. The other thing you talk about is listening generously and not just listening. We've all heard we got two ears and one mouth, but listen generously. Tell us right. about that. So, you know, how many times have you had a conversation with somebody and you're speaking your opinion or telling a story and you see the gears turning in their head <laughs> and they have a different opinion, they have a better idea, you're wrong, they're right, and you haven't even finished your sentence yet. Right, and they're um, waiting to jump in. Right, exactly. You can see that. They're, they're <laughs> waiting for that pause, right? And as soon as you give a pause, they're jumping in and they're going to tell you their feelings, right? So we should slow down and be slow to speak and quick to listen. Mm. Um, and when you are quick to listen, again, you're not listening to understand, but you're listening, I'm sorry, you're not listening to agree, you're listening to understand. You're not listening to judge, you're listening to ask questions and learn more about why does this person think the, the different political party is better than yours? Right. or whatever the circumstances happen to be, yeah. right? And everybody's going to have opinions. We have we have different sides of every issue out there. Right. Right? right. And we're not all going to be on the same side of the of the aisle or we're on the same side of the of the argument and we're going to have differences. So, we need to accept that, but say, why do you feel that way? What led you to believe that? Um um you know, are you open for um a difference of opinion? Um, and ask questions to learn more about that, that situation. And at the end of the day, you may never agree, um, but you know, but you can leave friends, right? Yeah, a, and you've, you've listened, you gave them respect and significance that you at least listened to um, what they have to say. That is so important. Well, Rob, our time is almost up. So a couple more questions. Number one, why did you write this chapter? What do you hope your readers will take away from it? So I want them to think about how we can heal our society. I want mm -hmm. them to think about how we can come together um, as, a, as a society in general. Um, obviously, my uh, ministry is focused on churches to help churches come together and heal differences and, and work together towards whatever goals that church has to have. And different churches have different missions and different ministries, and they all want to serve their community. Um, but if we're polarized, if we have um, resentment, if we're not showing gratitude, if we're not listening generously, um, it's very difficult to accomplish your goals. Um, and, you know, even when I was in, in corporate America, um, 
a team that was fractured couldn't ever get to its goals, right? Um, but but that high performing team that we were able to create, where everybody took their differences and put them aside and worked towards a common goal, they worked side by side. They had each other's back. They they supported one another. They reached their own personal goals. And then the team was able to reach its goals and the company was able to each reach its goals. And the same thing can happen in churches. If we work together, setting aside our differences, learning how to have differences in a respectful, collaborative way, um, we can be a much better society. We can be much better in churches. We can be much better people by holding out respect for other folks. And if we have that mindset I think that'll just make a, a massive change in our in our culture. And I love that. We're gonna do this one one person or one church or one community at a time. Amen. Amen. And again, that's the you know, that's what this book is all about. The impact of one voice, you starting it and then have a ripple effect go until things get better and better and better. But it has to start with one voice. So Rob, I am so glad that you are that voice, that you have the courage to stand up and make this right, this wrong a right, and that you you are in charge of, you know, leading this charge. So thank you for that. Now, I do know you do have a giveaway, right, for people right. who are listening. So right. what is your giveaway today? Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we didn't have a whole lot of time to dive real deep into some of these ideas. Right. Um, so I've written out two of the ideas that I talk about in my ministry um, and I've put it together on a PDF. It's a free download mm. um, and also reasons why um, your church or your organization may want to look at this program more deeply. Um, you just go to my website, which is lovingcultureministries.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see free PDF. Just put in your name and email address, click on submit. You'll be able to download the PDF at no charge uh, and give you a glimpse into a couple of the behaviors and, and uh, some more about my ministry uh, that would give you a better understanding of what we're trying to accomplish. And then we can set up a, a meeting if you want to explore it even deeper. So. Beautiful. Thank you. And not only grab his PDF, but also grab a copy of the book, The Impact of One Voice, and read Rob's chapter in detail, as well as 30, uh, 29 other authors who all share their brilliance their voice, their message, and their stories with you. So you can get it. It's available on Amazon, The Impact of One Voice. All right, Rob. So what last words would you like to leave our listeners with today that will make an impact? I think we just need to slow down mm. and not... Um, be quick to take action, slow down, think about your words, think about your actions, and um, think about if you were on the other side of that word or that action, how would you want to hear it and, and deliver it in a, in a kind and generous way uh, that um, will make a positive difference in that relationship and not hurt or not tear down that relationship. Beautiful. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for your brilliance. Thank you for being a best-selling author, for being in this book, for sharing your chapter, your talents, your brilliance, and for leading this charge. We all really appreciate it. Thank you for um, having me. I appreciate the, I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, great. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for today, the Million Dollar Speaker Summit. Tune in next time for more uh, chapters and more authors on the impact of one voice. So bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million dollar speaker.